What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. This is the Hobby News Daily Morning Minute. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, and on today's episode, we are going to be talking about a new tool that I just discovered. I don't know if it's necessarily new. I think it's new, but a, a, a good tool within sports cards that I think is going to help the in- that is going to help the industry. Welcome to HobbyNewsDaily.com, an online resource for the latest news about sports cards, memorabilia, and other collectibles. We hope to provide information and a little fun with your hobby experience. Every morning, you can listen to the Hobby News Daily Morning Minute for a quick update as you start the day. We would like to welcome StadiumInsurance.com as our newest sponsor for the Morning Minute. Stadium Insurance provides insurance coverage for all of your sports collectibles and memorabilia needs using their cutting-edge app and easy-to-take photos to protect all your cards and collectibles. Check out StadiumInsurance.com for more information. I talk about, I think at least I think I talk about on this podcast, that I'm learning new stuff within the hobby every single day, and this actually might be a new... This might be a new website because I've never heard of it before, um, but who was it? It was uh, Mario from the uh, uh, baseball car. It's it's not spelled baseball. It's like B-E-I-S-B-O-L. I don't know how to pronounce that word if I'm going to be completely honest. Uh, card blog on Twitter posted uh, posted something, and it, it, it led to a link called breakercomp.com. Now, when I went to their – they have their social media links in the bottom of their page. None of them were linked up to any – it was linked up to some marketing company. So, like, I don't know who runs this or, like, because they don't have any – you know, they don't have any social media connected. They have, like, a contact us. They have a home. They've got links. Um Status 200, copyright status 200. I don't know if that's, I guess, well, that is the company that's on all of their social media. When you go to, like, if you go to the Twitter or the Instagram that's linked in their, um, in their, you know, the, the bottom of their page. Uh, so Breaker Comp is a card pricing comparison website that caters to collectors and enthusiasts of sports cards, providing them with a convenient platform to compare prices across various vendors and sellers. Now, what that translates to is what I saw was that they compare pricing for breakers, basically. Um, and that is definitely something that I think we have needed for a while. Um, I think the same way that sports card pricing benefited from, and I guess benefited in a way that's like people became more knowledgeable of pricing comps and how, when cards sell and if they're really selling with like card ladder and the sports card investor app. And I mean, there's tons of different ones that do this now, but those are just the two that are, you know, I think probably the industry leaders. Um, they really started collecting all this data and putting really important data into the world. This is what this website I think should do. Now, like I said, it seems very new. The website doesn't necessarily it doesn't have all these like a bunch of crazy features but like you can go and you can look at release date uh you can click on products uh and they have like a description for products and but then you can also go into different um you can go into like pick PYT pick a team random sports breaker and pricing and then you can put enter a bunch of information and then it, it from what I've seen and what I've used it uh it gives you all of the data on breakers that they have in their system. I guess I'm not sure 
if they're pulling API data, like this is one of the things within sports cards I think is very interesting. The data in information and technology is so new that I'm not sure if they have to like <coughs> if they have to like update this every time there's an update in pricing. I can't imagine there there is. I would imagine it's probably. Um, I have no idea who it's owned by, if I'm going to be completely honest, but it feels like it's probably owned by by a company. Well, I don't know, actually, because I, I was going to say Fanatics, but then I was going to say, well, maybe it's PSA, and it's like, I don't really know who would benefit from this type of information. I mean, this is, again, this is the type of app where, like with Gemrate, that Gemrate app, I could see them being purchased by some large um, by some large company. I don't, I don't know who, because they have so many different pieces of data that are very important to the hobby that this is very similar. Now I would imagine they're probably like whatnot and maybe loop. They, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> I'm still getting over a little bit of cold here. So I would imagine that these like whatnot and loop must have some sort of data API that they can pull and that it automatically updates. Cause this seems like it would be too much work to, if you were had to manually update this. And again, in, in the, in the post, they kind of um, they pointed out that like certain breakers charge a lot, significantly more for a certain break, um, and I, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I think, like I said, when cards became more transparent on like the the large scope of pricing, that's when I think the market became a little bit healthier. And I think what ended up happening was you had people buying cards at the correct prices, if I'm going to be completely honest. Because here, like, there are breakers that are charging way more for certain breaks. And one thing I will also say is if you don't want to sp – this, this is one gripe I have within sports cards, if I'm going to be completely honest, within, I don't know, the community, within people on Twitter. And it is Twitter, so it's like I take every – I. I try and take everything with a grain of salt that I see on there realistically, but people complain about the pricing of stuff and the pricing of things. And it's like, if the prices are too high and I get the people running a business, but it's like, if you're a customer and you're complaining about prices being too high, then, you know, don't buy the product. Unfortunately, I think that is what we've come down to. And unfortunately, another thing that's happened is like the prices really don't affect the demand for a lot of cards, like which, like I said, I've worked in marketing before, and saying that something is sold out or close to being sold out is a marketing tactic that companies use. So, like, if you're Panini or Tops or Fanatics, and you're putting on your site that this box is almost sold out or it's sold out or it's close to being sold out, that's more of a marketing tactic, I think, to potentially try and sell more of the boxes. Um, but so in, in, in this example, like, one of the breakers is selling spots for – like three or four thousand dollars higher than some of the other breakers. Um, and this must be some high end, this must be a high end. Um, I'm trying to look to see if it says what oh, it's just absolute football. It must be, I'm not exactly sure what the, the, the actual data is from, but it's for absolute football 2023. So this year's absolute football. Um, but like I said, if the prices are too high, then don't buy from that don't buy from the person like that's just i think realistically what the advice that i i mean i don't know if it's a, i don't even really think it's necessarily advice it's just like if the if you think the price are too high then don't buy like don't buy the thing don't buy the thing from the person like this will do i think that because breakers 
I think people that um, okay, here's my here's my kind of my final thoughts on this. I think that potentially people that are buying into these thousand dollar, couple thousand dollar breaks, they potentially might not be doing as much research as somebody who's buying into like a um, you know a couple a hundred dollars, maybe ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, like. And that's just, you know, I think there's like a meme or something like that where it's like, you know, the customer who's spending an X amount of like a ton of money really doesn't ask many questions. They're just going to rely on the customer, they're going to rely on the service to give them the right price where the customer that's buying something for cheaper is going to have a bunch of questions, all of these things. I think that's a meme. I think that's maybe a thing within business. Now, this is obviously a little bit different. I mean, the the, the numbers that we're seeing, the difference in pricing is pretty significant, Um but I don't know, like if if the prices are too high, then just don't buy from them. But at the same time, you you may look at the somebody who's going to spend you know five, six, seven thousand dollars on whatever they're buying here, and they may just say, well, I've broken with this person X amount of times. Um, I'll just keep doing it with them, even if it's a little bit higher, because maybe the service is good. Maybe you know they like watching the breaks and they're entertaining. Um, I think that is also definitely a factor in some of the breaks. I think. I think my version of entertaining and maybe the version of entertaining that some breakers potentially do with like yelling and screaming and stuff maybe is not necessarily – that's not exactly my cup of tea if I'm going to be completely honest. But if they're pulling actual big cards, then sure, that's fine. But I just think when you get into the, the point of the breaks where every rookie is being, you know, oh my god or whatever, freaking out, whatever. But so that might also be a thing where it's like the, the person – who and it's also where it's like the money aspect of it too is kind of what I look at and say well if a person is spending that much amount of money on a break maybe you know these aren't their last $7000 like to them like I'm just I'm just thinking of this from my own perspective like you know if I'm at like a restaurant or something it's not the same thing but I I think maybe you'll understand the point I'm trying to make here if I'm at a restaurant and the difference in a tip if I can add like 3 or 4 or 5 extra dollars for me, that's not that big of a deal. You know, for some people, it may be a big deal. But like, if I can add three or four or five, you know, maybe ten extra dollars to a tip, that's gonna make you know, that's going to be a that's gonna be probably a decent sized tip for the server or the bartender or whoever. So, and that's on a small, 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 small scale. I'm talking like obviously dollars is much different than thousands of dollars. But the people who are buying into these seven thousand dollar breaks, maybe they look at it the same way and they say, well. You know, if you're going somewhere and you're spending seven thousand dollars on something on a sports card break, maybe they, I don't know, have the extra thousand, two thousand dollars to spend. I don't know. It's it's really it's sort of arbitrary. And honestly, you know, I, I think that this website is going to bring prices closer, and we're really going to have probably see. Which again, when prices get closer, that means that companies are really going to have to start getting a little bit smarter with the types of marketing that they're doing because when prices get closer, that means you're really going to be picking. Um, you're not going to be picking off of price. You're going to be picking off of which either you know which breaker has the best service, which breaker is most entertaining, which you know for a lot of different customers that money is going to mean something different. So the extra money that you'd spend on the breaker that you always break with, it's 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 customer retention and I think within sports cards that is is gotten more and more important, especially with the fact that Fanatics is now trying to kind of step in and maybe even take over some of these breaks and take a cut of some of these breaks. So the companies that are running these breaks really are going to have to figure out like with you know with this website 
they're really going to have to figure out how they're going to differentiate themselves in the market because as the prices get closer, you know, that's going to be a differentiating factor between what people want to buy and then what breaks they don't enter. Remember to follow at Hobby News Daily and sign up for the mailing list at hobbynewsdaily.com and keep collecting. 